0: guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We are two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Meredith Hine, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by my co-host, Alexis Jason. Hi, how are you? I am so great. It's like much better here in Chicago than it was on Saturday. So, you know, can't complain. Yeah, I, I,
1: the weather's been pretty nice, so I'm just gonna take it for as long as we get it, which is apparently only a couple more days.
0: Oh, I was talking to someone in Columbus yesterday and they said it was like 70 and they needed the AC on and I was like, whoa, it's November.
1: And yeah, I'm, I'm definitely the jerk that put out all my Christmas de- decorations like outside already because I'm doing it when it's 70 degrees and not next week when it's like 30. So my neighbors get to enjoy the festive lights a little earlier this year.
0: I mean, I love the practicality aspect. Mm, But the execute, you know, well, yeah, Yeah, it's just I I, I understand why you did it. I can't like let a
1: 70 degree day pass. And then all of a sudden it's like 30 degrees and windy and I'm trying to like put all these stakes in the frozen ground. It's just not gonna work.
0: It actually is a great idea, Alexis. That was smart.
1: Yeah, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> um, well, anyway, we have to talk about the fact the Eagles remain the only undefeated team in the NFL. Like, how are you feeling? How are you thriving right now?
1: I thriving is the perfect word. I I'm just basking in the glory. It's like this was definitely not something anyone anticipated and the best thing about it, I feel like, is you know we're undefeated, but we also have not played a complete game all season like there are definitely areas to identify like improvements on like all sides of the ball, so the fact that we're able to play this well but also still have the potential to be so much better than this is pretty encouraging,
0: yeah, that's I didn't think about that, but you're absolutely right, so do you feel like? I was going to ask if you feel like they're going to fall off a little bit toward the end of the year, but you think they can just get better.
1: Yeah. And it's really unique, I guess. Like uh, head coach Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts, like their big sticking points are, you know, 1% better every day. Like – He like totally goes on about dog mentality, which makes me roll my eyes a little bit. But I mean, I can appreciate it because it seems to be working. But you know, forget about what you did yesterday. It's about going to work today and giving a hundred percent and doing one thing better today than you did yesterday. And like, if you do have that mentality every day through the season, like there's not gonna be a drop off. Like you might have a bad game, but um, like in the totality of everything, you should just get better and it seems like this group has really embraced that and the whole roster seems to be like uh, doing what they can to get better and uh, it'll just be interesting to see how they finish out the season but it's hard to imagine in this bizarre NFL season where there's very few like really good dominant teams which is kind of similar to college football like yeah. I feel like most, they're like, okay, you know, some teams are good, but not like, wow, they're good. Um, So I feel like it's going to be hard for the Eagles to sort of downslide too much. I mean, you know, I don't think we're going to go undefeated because that's a pretty rare feat, but I'll be happy if we do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, And I completely agree, especially when you're looking at the NFC, there really doesn't seem to be with the exception of the Eagles, any sort of dominant team. It feels like at different points, the 49ers have emerged, the Vikings a little bit. Um, but really, like, there's no clear – we have not crowned our Super Bowl champion. Let's just leave it at that. Um, if you'll allow me, and if it doesn't jinx anything, I have three questions for you. Okay. Okay. What do you think the odds are that the Eagles finish the season undefeated? Oh, I feel like like 70, 80%. I mean, I think
1: the chances are good. Like Ooh. we have a pretty good schedule through the rest of the year. Um, and I also think Nick Sirianni is so competitive that, you know, as we get closer, even if we lock that post-season spot, I don't see him like resting starters for two weeks. Like if, if going completely undefeated is still attainable, I see Sirianni going for it.
0: Okay. Second question What is the likelihood that the Eagles make the Super Bowl?
1: Oh. Uh, I feel like that's a little bit less just because.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, I don't know, like 50 to 60%. Like, I mean, it could happen, but also it's Philadelphia sports. And what would Philadelphia sports be without complete heartache? <laughs> so um, I'm going to say it's, I think, 50 50. Like we definitely could, but I also could see, like, you know, a super bizarre, like, postseason loss to a wild card team that shouldn't have been in there anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. And final question. I'm, you probably know what it is. So talked about. NFC, no clear top dog, except probably the Eagles. AFC is a little bit different. There are some clearly very good teams. Patrick Mahomes had an incredible career game on Sunday. What do you think the likelihood is that the Eagles win the Super Bowl this year? Uh, so Am I giving you so much heartache right now, like preemptively? I'm so sorry.
1: No, so I'm going to say if we go – if we make it to the Super Bowl, I think there's at least like an 80% chance that we win the Super Bowl. But I can't give I can't give a percentage of like we'll definitely win it. I feel like if we go, there's a good chance, but I don't know how confident I am that we get there.
0: Okay, so you think it's more the run up that is the issue and getting yes. tripped up potentially in the playoffs then. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I
1: think I think we're leading up to a really big trap game. Like, you know, we're Ohio state and we're about to play Purdue or Iowa.
0: And <laughs> like, or Northwestern. How or about Northwestern.
1: That? And something is just going to derail. So I don't know what it is yet, but I just, you know, cautiously optimistic over here.
0: All right. Well, we can switch gears away from the Eagles and to something that gives you a little bit less heartache. Yeah. Um, this, this gave me a heartache, and I just cried about it to myself last night. Um, so Jim Irsay fired Colts head coach yesterday, and na- we're recording this on Tuesday, so yesterday was Monday, um, named Jeff Saturday ha- as head coach. And my heartache came when I saw the athletic headline that said, who is Colts interim head coach, Jeff Saturday? <laughs> because I was I was a fully formed adult when Jack Saturday was still playing for the Colts. Yeah. (laughs) Who who are they writing for? I'm so upset.
1: I know. For, like, the non-football fan people who are like, why are people talking about this guy? Because, like, I even saw someone on Twitter was talking about how they used to play a game every year talking about, like, how many centers can you name – and one of the rules was you can't name Jeff Saturday because – Oh, like,
0: that's a fun game.
1: Yeah, like obviously, duh. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just – like Odell Beckham Jr. just turned 30, which apparently means I am ancient. So I don't know what thing, what you know time is anymore.
0: I know. Well, he's super young. I think – I looked this up last night. He's 47, which like it's not the youngest coach in the league. No, that's actually pretty, Um, I mean. I mean, Sean McVay is still, uh, Sean McVay is 36. So he's, you know, more than a full decade younger than Jeff Saturday. Uh, But it still doesn't feel that old for an NFL head coach. It still feels like a very old boys club in that realm.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Sirianni is like 41. So um, I think that's like right about the age in terms of like, the younger generation of head coaches. Um, It'll be interesting to see. I don't know. I totally get a lot of the backlash for potentially, you know, overlooking more experienced options. Um, But I also know that if this was like a decade from now and the Eagles were like, Hey, Jason Kelsey, will you come be the interim head coach? Like I wouldn't be mad about it. So, um it'll be interesting to see how, you know, they finish out the season.
0: For sure. And you're absolutely right. When you fire your coach and make your hire in the same day, you absolutely overlooked options. Right. Um uh, but he it is the interim title and we're halfway through the season. So, um nothing permanent, nothing heading into the 2023 season. So hopefully there is a lot of due diligence that goes into the yeah. full-time coaching search. Um, but speaking of old guys, or men in their 40s. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> how about that transition? Oh. Um, Tom Brady uh, broke the 100,000-yard passing mark on Sunday in the Bucks win over the Rams. 100,000 yards. Can you imagine that? I can't. Like, I didn't even think that that was like – a thing.
1: Like I didn't know he was getting close to that. I didn't know that no one had ever hit that. (laughs) Like I just, I've never thought of passing yards a hundred thousand as even like being a thing.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. Like I I can't envision that. I guess it's crossing the football field a thousand times.
1: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I guess if anybody's going to do it, it's him, but you know like if he came back to play this season the way he's been playing just for that achievement i can say it probably wasn't worth it
0: i concur um <laughs> longevity has its perks i suppose when you're just trying to hit these metrics um but to that end does it matter that he hit this mark um the bucks happen to lead the nfc south simply because someone has to win it but they have a losing record currently <laughs>
1: It, like, you can't watch oh. that team and be like, wow, Tom Brady made a really good decision to come back. Like, he should have just left well enough alone. I mean, I get it, but also, like, he can't be like, yeah, this is why I came back. This was worth, you know, all the turmoil and everything. Yeah. So I I don't know if it matters. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I mean, what was really interesting was the Bucks definitely struggled offensively for the first three and a half quarters of the game versus game versus the Rams. Um, and then you see this classic Tom Brady drive at the end of the game, and you know that they're gonna score. Like right. regardless of what has already happened this season, like they're going to find the end zone, they're going to beat the Rams. Um, and they did with nine. But it took off.
1: it took him nine weeks to like get back to that where it's like, yeah, okay, he's going to do it. Like, I don't know. I have a lot of issues with how he unretired just because he missed all of the spring. He missed half a training camp. He, you know, made a rule where he wasn't coming in on Wednesdays. Um, I get that he like surrounded himself with veteran players in my opinion, so that he didn't have to do as much of that whole like bonding stuff. Like if you just, fill your staff with, you know, Julio Joneses who know what they're doing, then it doesn't really matter as much. But, like, you're not going to have that camaraderie and the team chemistry and the rapport that you're going to need to be the type of offense you want to be to make a postseason run. So, like, I think he's just as much at fault for some of those issues as, you know, his offensive weapons.
0: Yeah. Can I just pause and say that I also used to have a no meeting Wednesday? And I loved it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't. For anyone who has that option, no meeting Wednesday is the way to go.
1: For sure. Like, I don't fault the idea of it. Like, yeah. I mean, you're in your 40s. You've been playing forever. Like, take a day off. Take a rest day. I get it. But like, (laughs) maybe not when you haven't won a game and you're one of the worst teams in the NFL. Like, maybe you decide, hey, I think I'm going to come in on Wednesday, even if it's not to like work on the field, you know, like, take up a couple of, like, film sessions, just hang out in the cafeteria, get to meet the rookie, you know, like, just team bonding stuff. I don't know. I mean, I get it, but, like, I just don't think it's beneficial to what he's trying to accomplish.
0: Yeah. Well, it's been an interesting year in terms of the veteran quarterbacks who we always imagine as being at the top of the league because there's also Aaron Rodgers. Yes, there is. Again, like the Bucs, we we recognize that there's some challenges there. They are at the top, as we said, of their division with a losing record. Um, The Packers are not. The Packers are losers of five straight, which has never happened in Aaron Rodgers' career before. I mean, I personally love to see it. (laughs) Right? Me too. It's amazing, especially. (laughs) I'm sorry. Please continue. But yes, love it. Love it. Love everything about it.
1: I mean, I just yeah, there's there's not a whole lot that needs to be said other than it's pretty thoroughly enjoyable. Um, you know, I do feel bad for some of the players on the Packers, um, but I think Rodgers, um, as much as he likes to delegate blame, um, should really start looking a little bit more inward for the issues that the offense is having. <laughs>
0: Well, when he looks in a mirror, he sees Nicolas Cage. That's the problem. Um, (laughs) Well, okay. So one thing I did want to highlight. So obviously, dislike him for being a Michigan man. However, we'll take the credit as a Big Ten team. Um, Aiden Hutchinson had his first career pick, which was one of three Rodgers picks in the red zone.
1: Look at Uh, Rodgers making bad decisions.
0: Oh, he was so mad. He was so mad coming off the field. And I love that nobody cut that clip out of the replay. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It was great. And the other thing that I wanted to highlight, because I had no idea that Lil Wayne was a Packers fan.
1: Yeah, I didn't either. And then I was like, number 12, is he talking about him?
0: He sure was. He certainly knows where the blame lies in Green Bay.
1: Oh, it's just great. I mean, you know, if he's calling you out, maybe it's time to pack up. (laughs)
0: oh it was I mean I enjoyed it thoroughly there I was on Instagram and I was like wait why why is Lil Wayne talking about the Packers
1: anyway I I uh, feel bad because my sister-in-law is like a huge Packers fan and you know for years she's been you know riding high and this year it's just like a complete like completely demoralized they just have they have no like potential even it's like like, this is what it is (laughs) and this is what it's going to be probably for the next eight nine weeks
0: well here's okay fine yes but at least the packers have won a super bowl in recent memory oh yeah oh yeah but if you're in green bay i mean i guess you have the bucks and they're still good but you know if you're actually in green bay it's not like there's another team to cheer for
1: yeah i mean you know that's all right (laughs)
0: it's all right it's all right they it honestly it feels like this has kind of been building to this point for a couple years in green bay
1: oh for sure i mean i think like it'll be interesting to see if they go to jordan love at any point before the end of the season or if they're really going to just like steadfast like stay with rogers um I'll just be interested to see how that sort of plays out. It's kind of like I feel like the Packers are a little bit of an underrated soap opera. Like
0: I know I'm, I'm waiting for my popcorn in the off season just to like watch what happens. Yeah, like something's gonna happen,
1: and it probably should have, like you said, like happened a year or two ago. But now it's really starting to come to a head. So it's like, all right, like you know, somebody's gonna make comments, and it's gonna be reported from an unnamed source. Like it's gonna be messy, but it'll be you know interesting
0: well we already got Lil Wayne involved um but anyway Packers downfall obviously means the chance for other NFC North teams to rise um we saw Kirk Cousins having maybe his second most (laughs) famous celebration with the Vikings uh what are they now seven and one um
1: yeah they lost lost to the Eagles
0: oh yes you would know um but uh, I mean, I'll, I'll always be a fan of you. Like that, um, yeah. I don't.
1: That's just a little. Like,
0: you don't love it. You don't no, like I
1: mean, it. I, I I can't take him seriously. I just have the hardest time taking him seriously. I don't know, but he's having fun. So good. I don't have anything personally against them. So that's fine.
0: Yeah, but that's just a way to. We got to move on to Chicago because they also have a chance to be on the rise with the Packers moving down. And obviously in Chicago, we have someone that we can all agree to love in Justin Fields. Yes. Um, So Chicago, the Bears did not end up with a win on Sunday over the Dolphins, uh, probably having something to do with trading Roquan Smith literally last week to the Ravens. Um, however, Justin Fields broke the NFL quarterback regular season rushing records. He had 178 yards on the ground. That's insane. In like insanity, finally being able to do what he can do best. He broke Michael Vick's 20 year old record set in 2002. Again, another moment where I just feel really old today. Yeah. <sighs>
1: Uh I'm so happy for Fields. Like Chicago has done him literally zero favors and you know trying to build up um an offense with enough skill players to really help him um you know develop as both a mobile quarterback and an accurate passing one. And we all know what he's capable of, but you know he just looks like this I don't full of potential but never reaching it in Chicago and so I'm really glad that he finally is sort of emerging as the guy like I said that we all know he can be and I mean he does not need to be running for 178 yards a game but without having anybody to really throw the ball to at least he can do it and is willing to do it and I hope that he really starts getting I don't know some help and some success because he definitely deserves it and has the ability to do it.
0: Yeah. And having watched more Bears games this year than maybe ever, it feels like he's on the cusp. Like the game against Miami was so close and yeah. he was kept putting the Bears in a position to win. And, you know, it, he just couldn't quite get it there. And like you said, he needs help, but it's it feels like these losses are not falling squarely on his shoulders the way we maybe see with other very young quarterbacks
1: yeah and he's had a lot of games where like they were so close like he definitely is doing his part to get them there but I that's why I I blame the organization they're absolutely not doing him any favors from the coaching staffs the last three years that he's had um to the GMs and how they're building the rosters and you have this like generational talent at quarterback and you're going to spend all your draft capital on defense. Like, I mean, I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, the, what is it? 85 bears. Like, okay. But like you have this quarterback that you need to give weapons to, so he can utilize his talent. So I just hope they start helping him out a little bit more.
0: Absolutely. And I will also blame the organization because I'm not going to blame fields ever. Yeah. Um, Which leads us, of course, to another Ohio State quarterback who found his sea legs this weekend in Chicago. I'm really proud of myself. Sorry. But (laughs) EJ Stroud had – it sounds incredible when we say he had two runs that allowed Ohio State to score two touchdowns. He didn't even score on the runs. But, like, he had a 44-yard run and he had a 16-yard run against Northwestern that basically saved the game for the Buckeyes.
1: I realized during that game that you really don't see him run. <laughs> like, never. Never. But like, I always was like, oh yeah, he's a really like dynamic quarterback, like yada, yada, yada. And then seeing him run and it's like, oh wait, I don't think I've seen this that often. Because he's not like a natural runner or like he's definitely doing way more to avoid any sort of like contact or injury, which I totally understand. And I can appreciate that. Like, you know, he's looking long-term fine. But like, I was like, can you like, just extend your arm for the touchdown or like do a little juke inside. Um, Just one. Just You know, or like he was so close with that first down and it's like, no, like, you didn't have to run out of bounds just yet. Like, make sure you get past the the marker. Like, um, I don't know. So it it was just interesting to see him run. But I was very happy he did.
0: Oh, yeah. It was definitely exciting. And I feel like I thought the same thing, too, because if you – let's go in the way back machine, okay? So if we think back to 2020, uh, Stroud had played one series against Michigan State in 2020 COVID year. And he had one rush that resulted in a touchdown. I think it was a 44-yard run. Um, So that was like the first time we saw CJ Stroud, right? Yeah. And then fast forward to 2021. He's this prolific pocket passer. And we we can criticize Day for this. Um, He loves to keep Stroud in the pocket. And he's calling the plays on offense. So when you have – a two-headed monster at running back like we normally do with Henderson and Williams, it doesn't make sense to have Stroud running and like you said, putting himself out there and at risk of injury. But when you don't have that attack and it's also a blustery day where it's impossible to throw, like you sort of got to break out, you know, that running game. And he did. And it it was cool to see. I was a big fan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was sort of like about time when you saw it. Like like thank you. You're not going to pass for 300 yards today. You know, it's just not going to happen. So yeah, I was just glad that we won. <laughs> it was one of those games.
0: It's been rough to think about um in the ensuing days. Uh I will be excited. I hope I'll be excited like on Saturday evening. Yeah. Hopefully things go better. Um, this weekend we don't have as big of a slate of games as we did last weekend. So we should, I feel like, Alexis, address some of these games that we saw kicking off with LSU beating Bama.
1: I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Bama's just not that great. And that's fine. But like, let's let's admit it, you know?
0: Oh, concur. Like, what is happening in Tuscaloosa? Like, Bama, they are still great. They are like great, like sub great they're like at the bottom end of great like if it was a grading scale they'd be an a minus um so like they're still a good football team but like they're not the bama that has been absolutely unstoppable that we've seen in the last what three years five years 10 years yeah
1: 10 yeah forever i mean like i feel like they're definitely not dominant and that's what i like alluded to earlier is that there's just What you saw this weekend really proved that there's just not that many really, like, dominant, dynamic teams this year. There's a lot more – I don't know. I don't know the word for it. But there's a lot more variability among the top ten.
0: Yeah. It feels like, too, my take on Bama is that they're really riding Bryce Young as an individual player more – than the team and that is different than in previous years like in previous years they've had really good players they've had great quarterbacks but everyone has worked together as a unit it feels like if you watch especially like Alabama's game against Tennessee or against LSU um or even like some of their other matchups that have been closer than they have been in previous years like it's Bryce Young making plays with his legs or keeping plays alive um more than kind of this team dynamic that is just utter dominance that we've seen.
1: Yeah, I think that's a totally like valid stance on it.
0: Um, Well, speaking of teams that have managed to come together over the course of the season, Notre Dame beat Clemson um, on Saturday after starting the season. Well, we saw how they started the season. It was pretty rough. Um, They're looking good.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps Ohio State. <laughs> like, it takes our win from being, like, not as impressive as the weeks went on to, like, okay. So this Notre Dame team is really capable of, you know, pulling off, like, a powerhouse performance. And, you know, maybe that's why Ohio State was slow against them. Um, so, and I always like to see Clemson lose. <laughs> so, Yay! <laughs>
0: Yeah, not upset about it. Also love Marcus Freeman, so we'll, we'll take this as a win all around, even if we don't normally cheer for Notre Dame. Um, and then we have – I was shocked by this. We have Georgia, like, way over Tennessee. This was yeah. not so.
1: I mean, like, I was surprised because Tennessee obviously has shown that they can be um, a formidable opponent. But I was also not surprised because it was Georgia and it was Tennessee. And that seemed like that was the outcome I would have expected, you know, like in the offseason. If you were asked me, like, what do you think is going to happen when Georgia and Tennessee play? I would have been like, Georgia's going to stop Tennessee. Um, But I was surprised at, at how much they did. Like, it's like Tennessee lost all their juice after Alabama.
0: Yeah, I'd agree, and it is interesting that you describe it in that way because it's part of what makes preseason polls pretty dumb because Tennessee was not ranked in the preseason AP poll um, and then flew all the way up to number one in the first college football playoff ranking, right? Um, But in some ways, like these reasons are valid because we always knew that Georgia probably has one of the most complete teams – in the FBS, you describe that there's not a lot of truly dominant teams, but Georgia is probably one of the yeah. most complete and least mediocre teams. Um, and Tennessee was a surprise, but yeah, when it came down to it, like, they got cooked. um yeah, I mean, I think putting
1: Tennessee <laughs> at number one was like, I mean, Ambitious. yes, yeah, like they beat Alabama, sure. They should definitely move up. They should be a high ranked team. But number 1 uh I don't know. I I had I had some questions about that
0: one. Well, once again, uh last the first and only time, I believe that the initial number 1 team in the college football playoff rankings did not make the college football playoff was Mississippi State in 2014 when Dak Prescott was quarterback. Um so yeah. And <laughs> <I'm> happy again. <laughs>
1: and then again in 2022.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just on an 8-year cycle here. Um But yeah, moving on to some fun games from this weekend, Uh, SMU versus Houston was the – I didn't watch this game. I obviously just saw it the next day. Highest scoring game in regulation in college football history. I love when it's like points. Like that's just – that's fun football, especially
1: when you don't really have like a dog in the fight. You're just like, yeah, score a touchdown, score a touchdown, pick six, score a touchdown. Like that's fun football to watch.
0: Yep, um, one hundred and forty points scored. It was a basketball game. That's like if just you looked bananas. at the score, you're like seventy. It was uh, SM. I should share the score. SMU beat Houston seventy-seven to sixty-three. Um. <laughs> it's well, so like
1: I think it was last. I don't know if it was like Friday, last Friday, or the week before that, but. Um, IMG Academy won a game like 96 to nothing and they called it at halftime. Like in high school. Oh my God, I saw
0: that. That's so sad.
1: And it's like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. I can't imagine something like that happening in college. And not even like that you, you would like cut the game off at halftime and win by 90 points, but like getting that many points is just outstanding. And but it happened. Like then you have like 77 and 63. That's insane.
0: Well, what's also insane is like it's not 90 to nothing. Like both teams right. scored like a lot. A <laughs> um, lot. Yeah. And then that, it, it there begs were the 20 question,
1: touchdowns in the game. And then it begs the question like so are both teams pretty good or are both teams pretty bad? Like, you know, is that one of the <laughs> – like, oh, we're so good, we're scoring all the time, or like, wow, our opponent's really bad, we're scoring all the time.
0: I think we can say that both of their defenses are bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we can at least uh, acknowledge that point.
1: I guess that's true. But,
0: but one more team, and they've definitely fallen off the map since they lost earlier this year, but Kansas just became bowl eligible. And they tore down the goalposts. Yes, I thought I like how really that's new. a new thing. <laughs> well, if you're Kansas, when was the last time they went to a bowl game? I yeah, I, yeah, not in my memory. No, They've I'm won very like happy basketball championship since then.
1: Yeah, I'm very happy for the Kansas fans. For I feel like they were really committed to at the beginning of the season. Like, and not that they fell off when they started to lose, but. Um, that's like one of those fan bases where it's like, I want this for you. Like you deserve a bowl game. So I'm happy for them.
0: Agreed. Um, well, we're just going to pause with that happy thought in our head and take a breath because we have our new favorite segment dogs versus cats coming up after the break. So stay with us. Alexis um so last week on the show Tia and I had a lot of discussion about Ugga and Smokey and how we were going to manage the situation with Georgia versus Tennessee last week okay
1: (laughs) I saw your spreadsheet
0: yeah it's for everyone so for the segments dog versus cats um we go through all of the mascots and the FPS. We pull them into Team Dog and Team Cat. There are 13 members in Team Dog and 20 in Team Cat. And every week we go through the spreadsheet and tabulate who won, who lost, and any head to head matchups. Um, so this week, Team Dog went a very impressive seven and four. Uh, they did have two buys. This, this is the second straight outright winning record for Team Dog. And then Team Cat went an even 10 and 10. Uh, They had no cat naps this week, AKA five. (laughs) Um, Team Dog did take the only cross species matchup, um, which was, (laughs) sorry, uh, in which Mississippi State beat Auburn. Um, but then we did have two head-to-head – we had a head-to-head cat matchup and a head-to-head dog matchup. So obviously the head-to-head dog matchup, Georgia beat Tennessee, Ugga beat Smokey. My understanding is they're still probably friends. Um,
1: well, that's I, I, good.
0: I really just want them to be. I don't actually know if that's true.
1: Yeah. I mean, we can we can will it into existence.
0: I don't think they hold grudges. Yeah. <laughs> they look really cute. Um. But on the Cat side, uh, Kentucky did beat Missouri. So, <laughs> any questions about dog? <laughs> about team?
1: <laughs> um, it seems, no, like you said, it was pretty even. It'll be interesting to see how this, you know, plays out through the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, it, at first it looked like Team Cat was going to take a commanding lead. But as we know, Cats can be somewhat finicky. I love cats for the record. I was going to say, are you team cat or like, do you have like a, are you leaning toward team cat? So I have, personally, I have two dogs and two cats. Um, The animal rescue that I'm on the board for also has a team dog versus team cat thing for their board. Um, So I'm on team cat for them because I've adopted three cats from the shelter to one dog. Um. So I don't know. I feel like maybe to keep it balanced, I should be team dog. But Tia is like firmly team dog.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if team dog has a representative, it's going to be Tia.
0: Yeah. So I guess I can be the team cat mascot. I was a cat for Halloween. Okay. Um, So yeah, I'll be team cat.
1: You can be team cat, but also like – you know, I just want everyone to have fun and for it to be a good game. Like you can be like that kind of representative.
0: Okay. I could be – well, could I be like the official in this instance? Yeah. I, I do yeah. just want everyone to have fun. So yeah. if you were – do you want to be – okay. So we'll have to start organizing this in the coming weeks. Um, so we have you, Jamie, Megan, and Tia as regulars on the show. So we've got Tia on Team Dog. So – what team are you going to be on?
1: Oh, I wasn't prepared for such a difficult question.
0: We can come <laughs> um, back to it later too.
1: I'll be team cat uh, for literally, literally no specific reason whatsoever. I would be perfectly happy to be on either team. But since we already have one team dog and you're the, the referee, I'll be team cat.
0: Well, one of my cats, Luna, just came up and patted me and started purring. So I think she likes your decision.
1: Perfect. I'll take it.
0: You mean perfect?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, moving on. Um, Alexis, I realized this halfway through the game, but Ohio State basketball tipped off last night.
1: Yeah. Thank you for reminding me.
0: <laughs> well, the thing is, okay. We're gonna we're gonna go on a tangent for a second because this has been my personal vendetta for the last two weeks. You needed Big Ten Network Plus to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, this same issue came up. Was it last week um, when the Seahawks were playing in London on Sunday morning? You oh, needed. Yeah. You needed ESPN Plus. So in order to watch every regular season NFL game, you need. NFL Sunday ticket. NFL Sunday ticket does not get you the Sunday game. So you need ESPN plus, And then you also need Amazon prime. I think this is the proliferation has gone too far.
1: I agree because you also have NFL plus, which is a complete waste of money. You can't actually get like all the games that you want. It just the ones like in your market, which defeats the purpose. I'm, I'm, increasingly bitter about this. Um, Like I for years have said you should be able to just buy like I want to watch all the Eagles games. So the NFL should give me a package where I can pay an absurd amount of money. I don't care. I will pay whatever they ask me to pay so that I can watch every Eagles game every week. That's all I want. And they have the ability to do this. And I think you should be able to do that with like your college team too because you do like you know It's not as, like, locally based. You know, like, Ohio State fans are throughout the country, throughout the world. Like, you're going to have that. You should be able to say, I want to watch all the Ohio State games, football, basketball, you know, just, like, all of them. And then tell me how much and tell me where and I'll get that. But I hate that they're on, like, 12 different channels. Are they on TNT? Are they on TVS? Are they on ESPN? BTN? Like... It's really annoying. I'm frustrated.
0: Okay. I I am similarly frustrated. And the problem is, so back in 2013 when I lived in Texas, it was such a pain in the butt because I couldn't watch every Ohio State game. And I was like, okay, I'm in Texas. This is fine. The cable packages at the time like or the streaming packages like did not exist. Right. But in 2022 we have so many options. And even on NFL Sunday Ticket, I'm the exact same way. I'm I'm in Chicago in a Chicago market, like I get every Bears game, but I want to watch the Browns games. Right. And without fail, there are 3 Browns games per year that are blacked out in Chicago that I can't get on Sunday Ticket.
1: And, and Sunday Ticket you can't get. Like so I have AT&T, which uses DirecTV as our streaming service. But just because you have DirecTV streaming service is not the same as having DirecTV satellite. So you can't get Sunday ticket on Directv TV stream, even though it's still Direct TV.
0: Oh my God. Oh, this is I so just frustrating. To say,
1: I like literally went through like all the options for this season and I'm just I can't. I'm so irritated.
0: Well, I I appreciate that I felt I felt very silly because there I was on Sunday morning. Like I what a fun thing. Like I could sit in bed and have my coffee and watch the game. And I was looking no. forward to this. And then I could not. And I was very yeah. unhappy. Um yeah. but back to, <laughs> but back to Ohio State. Um if you had BTN plus um and you upgraded for that streaming service. Um, you may have seen Ohio State emerge with a 91-53 win over Robert Morris in their opening game of the season. So that's great. They're one and out. And I'm guessing – I have a couple more questions for you. So to mirror our Super Bowl Eagles questions, mm-hmm. um, Alexis, I have to ask, when do you start paying attention to college basketball? You can give me like a month or a range.
1: Yeah, I was going to say probably like mid-December-ish. Okay. Um, No particular reason. That's just typically when I'm like, oh, Ohio State's been playing for a month. I should start paying attention.
0: (laughs) Okay, great. Um, When do you start like watching Ohio State games regularly?
1: Um, Late February.
0: (laughs) All right. So
1: when when do you start – yep, yep. I was going to say like I usually will pay attention to like their Big Ten games you know, December, January, and then really start paying attention in February as they get closer to like the tournament.
0: Okay, great. Um, and then is there a point where you watch every Ohio State game? No. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough.
1: Like there's a point where probably, you know, mid February where I check in on what they do. You know, um, like I'll pop onto land grant, like, hey, they won. Okay, great. <laughs> like, um, but I'm not going to watch every game.
0: Yeah, I feel like, so first of all, I do write a lot of the basketball previews. So that does keep me honest in watching Ohio State games early in the season. However, this year, my husband and I have made a particular commitment to start watching more Bulls games because um, we've decided that we're going to be Bulls fans. Like, Nice. I like it. Yeah, he got me a Zach. Well, actually – my mother-in-law, Kathleen, love her. She got me a Zach Levine jersey for my birthday. Um, she had to order – okay, okay. She had to order it special from like the NBA International Store because you can't get women's custom jerseys in the U.S. apparently or like women's players jerseys. So she had to order a custom jersey. She could have gotten like any name on the back and – yeah that's really
1: annoying i i ha it's a whole conversation for a whole nother day, but I could go on for an hour about women's clothing for NFL and college like team sites or does it you know. involve
0: getting rid of the pink?
1: Yeah, and like the v-neck tight t-shirts I want a men's t-shirt, like a unisex t-shirt like ugh, I get irritated. Like, Um, I don't want the fancy. I just want a t-shirt, but I want it in my size and to fit. Like, that's all I want.
0: I concur. It is very challenging when I do just want, like, a shirt that I'm not going out in. I want to lounge in the shirt, but I still want to cheer for my team. Right. Therefore, I don't want a tight v-neck shirt.
1: Right. And, like, the sweater dress options are great, but I'm not going to wear that.
0: So... (sighs) i don't know sweater dress i'm sorry i'm googling this right now (laughs) like
1: there are a lot of really cute things but i feel like they take regular female like female clothes and like slap a logo on and we can do better we We sure have to we have to do better
0: (laughs) i'm sorry i hate these so much Right, Where's like- the Chicago Bears maxi dress. Like, I can't imagine like walking through the stands in Soldier Field in this. Like, I would trip and break my neck.
1: No, and like I'm not wearing that to a bar either. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm not going to, like, where are you wearing that to? Literally nowhere, nowhere. Anyway, yeah. like I said, that's a whole comp. Oh. I could,
0: oh, yeah. We'll put a pin in this because, yeah, I have strong opinions. As well. Um, however, we we do have to wrap things up, obviously, with Ohio State football because we do have a game that all of us are going to watch, hopefully not having to pay extra for streaming um, because Ohio State is playing Indiana on Saturday. So, Alexis, what are your thoughts for the game and final score prediction?
1: I think the Buckeyes win. Oh, I'm not going to be as like optimistic as I usually am. I mean, I should be, but I'm going to say like 42-13. Okay. Yeah. With a question mark at the end. Like, I don't know. I wasn't prepared for OSU to look like they did against Northwestern. Like it threw me off.
0: Concur. Um, I'm going to go. Oh, God. I feel like our defense has not wavered this season, which has been great. I should knock on some wood while I say that. Um, So I feel like I'm going to go with. Indiana will score 10 points. What the offense comes up with is a mystery to me. Um, so I think like the weather is supposed to be better Saturday in Columbus, right? Um, if we well, have it's all of our be running, cold. Yeah, but cold is not 40 mile an hour winds. True. I just, I feel like the first cold,
1: cold game could throw some like unexpected, you know, recruits, young Players into like, oh, what's this?
0: Yeah, um you might be right. I'm gonna go with 35 to 10 Ohio state and hope that that's not the case and that the offense finds its sea legs a little bit more. right. Um but yeah, we'll go with that. I like it. Thank you. We'll see how we do in a few weeks. Um anyway, before we wrap up the show, uh, Alexis, shall we do our shout outs?
1: Yes, I'm prepared, I think, this time. So, uh, today, it we're recording Tuesday, so election day. And I want to give a shout out to all the volunteers working the polling places, because I've seen a ton of good stories about, you know, people helping out. And, you know, regardless of however you ended up voting, I hope uh, you went out and voted, and those volunteers were very helpful, getting you in and out and on with your day. And so, um, all those very good uh, civic-minded folks are who I'm going to give my shout out to today.
0: Can I second that? Yeah, that that's going to be my shout out too. Did you have a chance to vote this morning? I did. I
1: took my three-year-old and my nine-month-old in the cold while they were fussing because they were tired. I was like, "No, we're going to get stickers." You like and. My three-year-old kept saying, where are the boats? And we're saying, <laughs> no, we're going voting. Whoa, and then he's like, I don't know. And then he's like, well, what's voting? And so here I am trying to explain like democracy while we're in line to vote. And all These like sweet people are like looking at me like, oh, bless her heart. Like this three-year-old has no idea. I'm like, "It's all right. You get a sticker at the end. That's, that's at least 50% of the reason why I vote. Ugh.
0: Love that. I did not get a sticker. And like, you're exactly right. Like, shout out to all of the volunteers who allow our democracy to function because of voting. Um, yeah. We were struggling this morning in Lincoln Park. Yeah. Uh, but we – granted, like, husband and I went at 6 when it opened. And so, of course, we were going to see the hubbub as things got set up. Um mm-hmm. But, you know, we did it. Everything started running smoothly. And thanks to the volunteers.
1: Yeah, it was really cute at our polling place too. every time they had a first time voter, they would like all cheer. And it was like, so cute. Like, my kid was like, what are they doing? I was like, they're voting for the first time. It's a big deal. Like this is, you know, everybody gets a vote. And so it's your job to go out and vote. And uh, so it was just fun to kind of like Let him see it, and everything was running smoothly, and everyone was happy and in good moods. And I just really appreciate a good experience.
0: Love that. Well, I will also shout you out for teaching your sons the benefits of democracy and why they should (laughs) vote.
1: Well, thank you. And the sticker I mean, I'm not gonna lie, a lot of it was sticker related, but he was fine. Okay, yeah.
0: That's all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow Alexis at Lovely Black me at Meredith Hine, and the site at Land Grant 33. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl, and as always, go Bucks. Go
1: Bucks.